What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of A Certain Point of View, our Schmodown-related podcast, where we're going to be reacting, discussing everything that goes down in the Schmodown, the movie trivia Schmodown. If you don't know what the Schmodown is, I highly, highly recommend Googling it, um, checking out what it is on YouTube, um, because it is basically wrestling for movie trivia fans. Yes, you heard that right. It is wrestling for movie trivia fans. Um, it's movie trivia. Uh, you get up on a desk, you answer a bunch of questions, but it's much more more than that, and we're here to talk about it. Now, it is not just me to talk about it, um, but before I introduce my guest, I am Jake Berlin, your host. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, at Qui-Gon Jake, um, you know, and you may recognize me from a, a channel called Apocalypse Movies as well. I'm over there doing all kinds of stuff every week, uh, but my co-host for this show is going to be Mr. Brian Avalicino, um, uh, as he goes by Grand Admiral Cino himself on the Padawan <laughs> podcast uh, over at Apocalypse Movies, but we're here to talk Schmodown, and um, we're we're putting our feet uh, in the water with the Schmodown After Show world. Um, I put a post out about two weeks ago on on this show and what we wanted it to be and our um, our background on it. And uh, you may have saw a little, I called it a channel tease about a week ago as well, kind of introducing what we're going to be doing and everything. Um, and before we get to kind of our breakdown of everything we're going to do, our segments and stuff, um, I want to shoot to Brian real quick and just, you know, talk a little bit about um, your history with this one. I know you're very new, um, but, you know, uh, how much you enjoyed it and what you specifically love about the showdown. Yeah, so uh, I'm about, I'd say, probably a little over a year into this. Um, you obviously are the one that introduced me to this um, and it's wrestling for movie trivia it's perfect description because it sounds absolutely ludicrous and that's exactly what it is um but yeah no it's for anyone that enjoys facts and knowledge about movies and stuff like that this is your perfect angle especially if you like a little bit of uh, a little like nerdy type stuff and you got your inner geekdom if you want star wars you got a whole star wars belt uh then you've got the the craziness that is the singles and the teams i don't know how those people can do those <laughs> because i sure as heck can't but um and you will see yeah. us doing those on our reaction yes we will try our best but um yeah no uh been into it for a little over a year i've got my favorites and stuff already but we'll uh, definitely talk about all that yeah we'll definitely, we'll definitely yeah we'll def you'll definitely know who we lean towards and stuff but uh yeah no absolutely love it it's been about a, a little over a year and from when you introduced it to me probably i want to say like end of season five beginning of season six was probably around maybe, when maybe possibly yeah so yeah cool um all right guys well so a little background on the show uh and kind of what it's going to include and everything um essentially what we're, we're starting out weekly we're going to do an episode a week um, it'll more than likely take place after all the matches happened. If stuff gets to get crazy because of the draft and everything kind of gets amped up with the new era in season seven, we may go to two a week, uh, maybe after each, uh, match that happens. Um, because who knows with trades and, um, and these trade, rivalries trades just, pop out of nowhere. Yeah, just just stuff that happens. It, it may require us to go two weeks, but we're gonna stick our stick stick to a week for right now. But that's not gonna. Or that also includes doing match reactions. Now we're gonna do those as well. Uh, we checked out New York this past weekend. Uh, we were able to watch it live. Obviously, we can't go there because we're on the opposite side of the country. Um, but we will have reactions to those episodes or those matches as well. So you'll be able to kind of watch them along with us and play along as we play along. Um, and have a little fun doing that as well. But for this show specifically, it's all going to focus on the breakdown, the discussion part of it. Um, of you know, we're going to talk a lot about New York today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the trade that happened uh, by the time this comes out yesterday morning, um, and and a few things uh, after that as well. So we're going to start with a segment that just for now uh, we're calling breaking news and updates, um, and this includes feuds, trades, game revelations, new rules. Anything that may happen inside the game itself, it's going to be included in this category. And as I just mentioned, a trade happened yesterday morning. Um, that's the first big trade of the season. We saw multiple trades for the draft. Um, just picks happened, swapping um, selections. But this is actual players. Two yep. players were actually swapped. Um, and that happened between the Burning Droogs, uh, or Robert Meyer Burnett with the Burning Droogs, and Kaiser of the Dungeon. And uh, Burnett sent Drew Grant... Um, to Kaiser for Claudia Dolph. Now, 
Um, before we get to some uh, in-depth discussion about this trade, just initial reactions, Brian, on what you initially thought when this popped up on your feed. Holy crap, video <laughs> Drew is going to be with Kaiser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instantly. That, that is enough of a pay. Like, I would, those two together are going to be yeah. amazing. Only thing that's a bummer for me is to me that kind of what like everybody else thinks too. Dug the nail into the ground that Looney Bin is not. So gonna... when I first saw this 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 morning, um, you know, I get up early and I saw Christian. He posted he posted it early. Yeah, like it happened early. This was like like seven or eight in the morning. No, this was like six a.m. Oh, okay, like well, I was already that's on my when way I was work, waking six a.m. And um, it took me about a minute. The Bateman summed it up per- perfectly. He put it on Twitter. He said. He was like, "Wow, it took me about thirty seconds to process that this that this isn't bringing back the loony bin." Yeah, like my first thought was, "Oh my god, is she with Tom? Is she with Tom? Is she with Tom? Is she with Tom?" But then I realized, no, she's not with Tom. See, I never got, I never thought that because I yeah. knew Tom was Kate's well, yes. number one. No, I no, I definitely knew that. But it, it's when I see Drew Grant traded, the first thing I see is, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. I, I expect her to be the traded Looney to the bins. team that is Tom is on. Yeah um it's it's a it's massive for multiple reasons one you just mentioned it looney bin is officially no more yeah that's that's um for now anyway for now well Um, i have a hard time imagining that kate's gonna give up don't be don't be surprised don't i I don't think kate will give up number one but i do think that kate may give up something for video drew and that's definitely possible that is definitely possible but that's true um there's there's repercussions from this because uh burnett he he didn't get a lot in return, and this is nothing against Claudia Dolph. We haven't seen no. anything with Claudia Dolph. Um, we don't know much of her personally, mm-hmm. um, but everything from what uh, the chairman, Mister Harloff, is saying is that if if she's put in the right position and she studies, she could go on a massive run. That she could be a really player Any in this league. These, which, yeah. if that happens, then all credit to Mister Burnett for making this trade. Yeah, but at the moment, for Video Drew, who who was in the semifinal of the team finals, the tournament. Um, who stood her stood her own against a lot of players? You expect to see a, a good return, yeah. and at the moment, it's it seems like a single swap is may not be a lot. No, and uh, you do have to think about a few things. I don't know where Claudia Dolph is as far as Location. living in the country. Mm-hmm. Video Drew is uh, Video Drew is a New Yorker. Yes, so that's going to limit. Well, so actually. Um, I know that you weren't in tune to social media during the day because of work. Yeah, she officially she had, she did a live a live a live feed today saying she's one thousand percent in anything that happens. She's playing perfect, perfect. Um, and I believe the same as has happened for Claudia Dolph as well. I'm okay, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, like we said, Claudia Dolph, we don't know too much about. Um, so it's hard to say how good she is what she can what's her strong points what's her weaknesses we don't know the thing that i'm starting to really pick up on is robert meyer burnett is going after a unknown rookies Rookies. he's going after rookies and it kind of works in his favor a little bit too because how do you prepare for someone when you know nothing about them at all like that and it's that and the rookies uh unlike the well-known um stars of the league may have more matches which gets more points yeah and i so mean mr mr burnett for for all the crazy he is look you're a fan of him like <laughs> I love I, him. I'm, he, I'm cool with him but sometimes he's just a little too chaotic for me i love the crazy um man. he he may have some master plan that may work in his favor oh he always has he always has is here's where it's at he's always at least thinking about the one step ahead not and I, always but most of the time nah, i'm gonna say he <laughs> is a lot smarter than people no i'm, like no, I'm not to, saying that at all i'm not saying that i i think he and hopefully we can get him on here one day i'd oh, love to please talk to him. please uh when i talked to you after Schmodown, that was one of the funniest things ever um but he definitely he, he's not gonna just give away video drew just because like there's there's got to be something more that we don't really yeah, know totally um because i believe 
she was his fourth or fifth pick, which that that's pretty high. Um, cause you're still in the realm of namesake people mm-hmm. in fourth and fifth round. So to trade for someone that is not a namesake. And I, from what I'm remembering, I want to say she went like ninth round. So yeah, there's gotta be something more. We don't know. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting, and I cannot wait to see the interactions of Video Drew and Kaiser. I well, yeah, so another big part of this is that wait. Uh, since since she got drafted, uh, Drew Grant has been, um, you know, wanting. I guess is is the best way to say it at the moment. She has been wanting, and she's publicly said that she wants to be on the team with Vinny manaskowska or manaskuska i believe his name is maybe um i'll have to look up his last name but um because he's also a new yorker okay um he writes for collider the the website perfect um now it came out and kaiser revealed that uh that Vinny is actually partnered with someone else in teams okay but she wanted to be on a team with him um not not as far as pairs but uh just just a faction i guess is the way to say a a faction so she got that wish so there Hmm. this this could have been a, a a thing of like Maybe Video Drew wasn't going to play for Burnett, and maybe she maybe. forced his hand, and he had to make a deal. Like we, we're not, we we're not going to know. No. It, it could come out in promos and stuff like that, but it very well could be that because she's been saying from day one that she wants to be on a team with that dude with Vinny, and now it's happened all because of Kaiser. And so who who knows what's going to happen? Can you imagine and, that text exchange? Oh, 100 percent. It must 100%. have just been like. Um, the interesting thing here is that you know Kaiser, you know, for a lot of people, didn't have the best draft, right? He was a little top heavy with Smets, um, and then he, you know, he went Robert Parker, who could be an absolute force. But the problem is he's also intergeeked him. Yep. Um, and then he got a lot of young guys, a lot of unknown people. This helps him with video Drew. Yeah. She's she's a veteran. She's been there. She's kind of been at the top a little bit with Tom on Looney Bin. And she so she has that strength to become someone. Um, and it could be very interesting to see her and Kaiser kind of operate inside of if she plays singles, I'm not sure. If she's paired with someone absolutely nuts as she is on on the dungeon, who God. knows? But uh, Kaiser in her corner, it, de- it definitely fits the build. Oh, absolutely. Way more than Robert Meyer, Burnett, as far as, like, <laughs> a, a entertainment to yeah, say. Totally. Um, I'm all on. That was literally the first thing I thought. Yes, those two are together are going to be absolutely perfect. Yeah. So. Um, all right, well, moving on to our second part of the breaking news and updates. Uh, this was this was announced uh, late yesterday. It's a very quick topic, but a very, very cool topic, uh, specifically for me because I've been following him from the very beginning. And he's a he's a personal favorite of mine. But uh, Harloff uh, announced yesterday on social media that uh, part of the Patreon, the monthly stuff that's released uh, on top of the exhibition matches, um, and I'm sure this will be re- released on YouTube later. But um, they're doing a John Roca documentary essentially, and I th- I feel like they're going to do a docu series throughout the yeah, year on players. Um, and it's called The Outlaw and His Journey That Changed the Movie Trivia Showdown. Now I know that you personally. Um, not that you're not a big fan of him, but you're just you're kind of not as much as a fan of him as others in the league. Yeah. Um, but the tile fits the bill. This this guy's one of yeah. one of the few, if not the, who changed the league into what it is today. He absolutely. Uh, 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 you know, Clark Wolf, um, Dan Merle, who's still going. Uh, you know, uh, Rachel Cushing, and so they're they're kind of the names that that built the league into what it is today. And so it only makes sense. And Harlov said it's been well in the work for a year now. Wow. Um, and Mr. Nerd Chronic himself is uh, did the editing. Who is Amazing. now officially the full time editor for the Schmodown. Congrats, man. Um, Has left. I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing this. this is really cool and if they do docuseries like this throughout the year i'm all on board for this dude if they i would love to see like little docuseries about each of these like mm-hmm. big founding i, I want to see i want to see something like the shire wolves next or something oh, someone God. is retired you know i, I would love awesome. to see that just the big names like um uh dan mural Mer- i can never say i can't say else merle uh uh roca even like a kownowski cushing wolf i i want someone to do one on harloff i would love to see like well i think, I think something on the beginning Ellis. of the beginning of the shimonat will probably happen a little bit later on sometime yeah i mean these all these names would be just so entertaining to watch like people that have been around since anything before like season three like these people that have laid the foundation like That'd be so cool to see. Yeah, like a behind the scenes thing. That'd be really yeah, cool too. God, just find me like 
footage, maybe unused footage, like stuff like that. That'd be so cool to yeah. see. Cool. Well, we're looking forward to seeing that for yeah. sure. Um, but on from uh, breaking news and updates, we're going to move on to our match discussions. Now, um, sometimes this may just include one match, uh, but for today, this will include both New York matches. If you have not seen the New York live event yet, this will be spoiler filled. So come back afterwards, bookmark us, um, fast forward a little bit, and uh, because we don't want anything spoiled from you, obviously. It comes out, it, it's dropped on YouTube, um, I want to say the first week of February. Um, I think like February 6th, but it's for patrons the next couple days. And uh, but we saw it. We watched it live on Saturday night, and we were able to kind of hang out and watch it. And um, we're going to talk about it. So we're going to start with Andrew Guy and Robert Meyer Burnett match, uh, which was a match set up by Mr. Bateman from last year. And uh, because Harloff already said that that managers basically can't compete unless they take a spot from their team. Yeah. Um, and so this was set up last year before the draft happened, which is why it happened. Um, and so we're going to kind of go through our expectations of what we thought it was going to happen beforehand. Um, a little bit of discussion in between and talk about mainly the turning point of the match, kind of what happened to turn the tide for one specific player. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what the results mean going forward for that player or players. And so uh, for me, I mean, it, it may be um, what a lot of people think, but I, I felt like this was one-sided from the beginning. specifically, Really? Be- specifically because Andrew Guy has been playing. That's the only reason why I had thought that. Um, Robert Meyer Burnett hasn't played in a while. He's been managing. Yes, that's still inside the game, but that's not in the seat itself. Um, and so I felt like whether or not it would have been a, a blowout or a close game, I felt like no matter what, Guy would have came out on top because he's the one who's been playing. He has um, the kind of, not the experience, but he has the experience as of late inside the game of what it is. Um, and Robert Meyer Burnett has also never done a live match guy has and so he also has that experience for how to kind of work with the crowd and the questions and everything that happens inside the game um but i'm very happy with how it ended it ended in i believe it was a one-point game no 15 12 Um, so it was a three-point game that's right it was a three-point game um but i robert marbonet missed his five-pointer i think and guy won off of that correct yes i believe so. so and we may be wrong on that we don't have the video for right now but um I'm not surprised with how it ended, but I am surprised at how close it was. It was definitely a back-and-forth match from the beginning um, with mistakes here by Guy, mistakes by Burnett, um, random questions that nobody would have found out. Like, it happened in this match for a reason. Yeah. Um, And, of course, the rivalry because of Burnett managing him last year. Uh, It was fun. Guy always puts on a show, and I think it was a, a really strong undercard match. Yeah, I definitely was surprised at how back and forth it really was it was like a lot of a lot of crap talking too yeah there was a couple times that i was seriously going robert meyer burnett might actually sneak this Mm -hmm. out he might actually sneak this out if andrew guy doesn't like hammer some stuff home um it ended how i expected it to end with andrew guy winning um did i think it would I mean, you could say it's kind of close. It was close. It, it was close it, for yeah, the, it was, almost the entire match. Well, I was going to say the final score. It's I mean, three points is still relatively close, especially since it was coming off of that five-pointer. So, yeah, but, I mean, but uh, Burnett could have easily hit that five-pointer, and Guy could have missed it, and Burnett could have won. Exactly. It was down to the last question. Yeah, too. it was definitely close. Um, I, like I said, I, there was a couple times where I was like, he might actually beat Andrew Guy. Mm-hmm. Like there was definitely like times where I was like, he he might sneak this out. But like you said, there was definitely a lot of like greenness to Robert Meyer Burnett doing stuff. Um, when the one thing that instantly pops to my mind was when they were doing uh, the second round, and he, didn't he, go for he just choice. went. I don't know it. Yeah. And then Andrew Guy's like, well, then go for multiple yeah. choice. And that, he's that, like, again, that's yeah. not playing the game in a while under the lights. Yeah. So, um, I mean, in the end, maybe kind of worked out because Andrew Guy might have known that, mm-hmm. stolen a point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he, like, the multiple choice even, like, crossed his mind. I think, I think that... It- the match itself doesn't really have like a turning point, no. but if we were to go to one, that's the turning point. Probably. Um, again, it went down to the last question, so there was no really turning point. No. They, they both, if you put them in a room and they study like they study, 
and they know their stuff, their point their points are much higher. Mm-hmm. They're both incredibly good at this game. Absolutely. And Burnett, when he was on and playing, it was a decently low he, scoring. Well, he, match. he was yeah, it was 15 12, 15, right? 12, yeah. yeah. Uh, Burnett was an inner geek and champion, so mm-hmm. he knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, Guy, the only reason why I was kind of wondering if Burnett would have pulled this out is because sometimes when Guy gets in his emotion, he kind of loses sight of everything. Yeah. He starts to lose sight of it. But this may have been the tie, the tie turning of a different kind of guy. Because he said at the end of the match, he said, no longer dastardly. I'm a, uh, oh God, what's, uh, um, oh my God, what? That's uh, another D. Uh, I literally just had it. Until, yeah, so you, until, you, until you start going, uh, um. Not dastardly, debonair, debonair, De- debonair, debonair. debonair. Yeah, yeah. Debonair. so no longer dastardly, debonair. Yeah, um, which obviously could possibly mean that he's turning to a baby face. Well, he definitely wasn't as like, rah, 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 rah. like it just reminds me of like rabble, rabble, yeah. rabble, where it's yeah. just like constantly like all over the place. He didn't swear. That was, I mean, which shockingly enough. Um, well, it was a new swear a swear rule. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's usually part of his character. Well, it's not it's it's not implemented, but they want to do it. And yeah, yeah. but I mean, like his character yes, definitely yes, 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 yes. goes to those totally, levels. Totally. And for the most part, like his the times he did go to those like loudness is just kind of like the same anyone else would do. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Use your multiple choice, like yeah. that type of stuff. Where yeah, it's just totally. just like a loudness, like. You're being a dork, like that type of stuff. It wasn't like his character where it was like, F this, da 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 all that type of stuff, which it made me really enjoy him a lot more. Like, I like If he this turns one. face, it's going to be very interesting. I would, I, you know, it's going to be very interesting. For him, well, the big thing here is... is when he was when he was heel with McWeenie, it was just awkward. Yeah. Because when McWeenie, when McWeenie was with Levine, they were my favorite team. Yeah. Above the line was by far my favorite team and i thought mcweeny was just gonna take everybody to town and then when he paired up with guy i was like no like yeah. he's gonna go heal but that didn't happen he kind of had like just kind of just stay. well yeah he would like he'd, he'd have like guy on a reel right and he'd let him go out and then he'd reel back in yeah he'd let him go out and then he'd reel back in and if they take if they take this guy who who has been a heel from the second he entered the league who has some of the most chaotic moments in Shmonet history. Easily. He got smacked and with he gets a trained <laughs> And he gets led by not just McWeeny, but someone like Levine. He could be very dangerous. Very dangerous. Absolutely. Because the, the antics and the craziness aren't going to matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be straight trivia with him. And when it comes to trivia, he knows his stuff. He's very good. And I mean, we got to remember in singles, he took down uh, Merle. He took down uh, Roca, and he took down Riley, I believe. Maybe mm-hmm. not Roca. Th- I know he took down Riley and Merle. Yeah. And those are big wins. Absolutely. Those are very big wins. Anytime you take down Dan, like that's that's a notch. Like a face guy and a McWeenie who's on, that's a very scary team. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of would like to see the character of like him going from like this like hated everyone hates him everyone boos him because he's just such a jerk to like now he's like the reform i'm so reformed like i'm such a good guy you guys need to love me now because i'm a good guy it'd be funny like i would be entertained by it happen. I, happen. So, do it like i that would well, love he's that. no longer dastardly he is debonair yeah so, debonair, debonair uh, all right well let's move on to our second match and that is the main event um the number one contender match which was originally supposed to be kevin smith's and Mara Kanovic, but because of health reasons, they had to switch it up a little bit. And Mara's um, boyfriend stepped in to a trip, a three, or I guess a three-way. I call it a three-way. Triple, triple, triple threat. Triple, triple threat. threat is what they're calling it. I um, thought we were trying to Shazam. not use triple threat. Yeah. I was like, with, uh... with Shazam, so you have uh, Will and Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, and Dan Merle going head to head to head in the main event. Look, out of all the events I've gone to. Um, if I would have had this in my main event, I would have been so happy. Seeing a triple threat with these three players it was incredible. would have been incredible. It was and incredible. seeing it on TV was awesome. Seeing it live would have been so much better. Um, well, I'm so jealous of all those New Yorkers. I know. <laughs> we could tell how much they were enjoying it every time yeah. they got up. And I mean, we got to say that, like, I think for the most part, it was just kind of going to be like Bibbs and Dan. Then Dan or Bibbs used it. To get his uh, yeah, kid well, so, in there. So I, I thought, I mean, I said it, I, I thought Bibiani had this. I, I felt like Bibiani, um, and we both picked him before. The the break from spectacular to now uh, definitely hurt him, I think, because he was on a momentum shift that was unlike 
many had seen this league in for, for a very long time. Not not in singles, at least, right? We, we had seen it in something like Intergeekdom when Mara did it. She went undefeated when it went on title. You know, the Shirewolves had done it. Red Coaching did it. Smets did it. Um, you know, uh, Kalinowski had those incredible runs. But we had never seen a singles run... Um, or just a run in general with teams and singles like Bibiani had been having. Absolutely. Um, he made it through the whole yeah. free-for-all. Yes. That's yes. insane. Yes. And like, so um, I, I felt like it was just his his to win. But there was a point in this match that shifted, and I instantly thought to myself, wow, you just screwed up. Yeah. And that was the challenge he made yep. for Sir Richard At- Richard Attenborough, which he claimed he was Sir called Lord. Lord. <laughs> Lord, Sir, Sir yes. Lord. <laughs> he, he thought he was called Lord at the time. Um, flat out a very, very bad challenge um, because that's, a, that's something that clearly isn't going to be in the question. Sir, Lord, to the answer is the same exact thing. Yeah. And so that and moment... And they literally like, took a that, second that to That moment... And it was close. It was, I think it was, what, 17, 16, 15 or something like yeah. that at that point? The they were whole like, entire, within like two points. Everything ended up being like 17, 16, 15. That, that moment pissed off Dan Merle, and it was it was essentially over at that point. Yeah. Brennan the Kid kept up with Merle, which, look, six months ago, uh, Meyer got TKO'd or KO'd by Bateman in the tournament. Yeah, it was it bad. KO'd. He, he got like five bad. points or something. It was he bad. He didn't look good. He was down on himself. He showed up to play. Yeah. And he, this kid can be such a good player moving forward. We've seen his knowledge. He's obviously grown and learned from Bibiani and showing in singles. But I do think that the having Shazam there kind of played with it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the turning point for the match was obviously that challenge because it, it had a big impact on how Merle outlooked the game. Yeah. So for me, my biggest problem is how much is Bibs doing for himself versus how much he's doing for the kid i'm starting to almost feel and feel like i'm seeing he's more willing to help the kid than he is himself um because he almost did it a second time Mm -hmm. in the match Mm -hmm. where he tried to help out Brendan Meyer. it's when bateman came up and yeah yeah so like i'm i'm sitting there like okay I understand. You gave the kid the opportunity. He is up there proving his own. But at the same time, you need to make sure you're doing it for yourself as well. This was not a team's match. I understand he's your partner and you do team stuff, but it could have cost either of them a win like well not not only that but we also have to remember that these players now have to have a different outlook on the game because a point will win adds more points to your faction yeah this was and that's the problem with shazam and shazam is my favorite team right now they are yeah um they have been for a while ever since the shire wolves retired but um they didn't have a manager Mm -mm. they don't know how to work with a manager right now um bibiani has always kind of been a lone wolf ever since he left the horseman um and so he, he it's all learning for him and now that they have they have to learn to play this game a certain way because if you win you get more points than you lose yeah. you get points for being there but if you win you get more points and that's bigger for your faction than it is for yourself and that could have been yeah. huge for the murthy Malx and koi jandrew starting off the season like that and yeah. then going to a number one or to a title match with with ben bateman like that could have been massive this was worst case scenario for the mouthy mercs and their team the only thing you need to you needed to make sure was that dan didn't win and he won because not only have you now just cost yourself some faction points or whatever the uh ranking total points cost you now burned that challenge that mvp um what do you want to call what do they call it and oh the, well, the, the free-for-all the free-for-all yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. free-for-all mvp thing on the kid um yeah it was just kind it just kind of like you just burned it like there's no you used all that hoping to squeak out something good and it backfired bad because now instead of one of those two going to play bateman it's now going to be his faction versus his faction, and they're on the Finn same. Finsock Exchange is starting off strong. There, I mean, you get points for just participating. They now have 
two points just mm-hmm. for both being there and instead this, of one. And this, and this came off of this came off of Mar not competing when she was going for a title, and she's part of the Mountie Mercs. Yeah. she could have walked. She, in my opinion, she would have walked away with that belt. I I do think that she will beat Kevin Smets um, because I just think that Mara is like a, a monster. genius. Like yeah. she's a genius. Um, but yeah, I mean, you needed something for your team, and two points isn't bad. What if that's the point system that that it is? I'm not sure what it is exactly. Yeah. We're gonna get that for a later show, and we're gonna have that every time we do this. We have um, the breakdown. We just don't know how. We're, wait, we're waiting to see kind of how it shapes out with this New York matches and everything. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a bummer because now when it comes down to Atlanta, um, not only do Bateman and Morrow play each other in the the main event. You know, Finsock Exchange, but the Finsock Exchange also has a player in the undercard. Yeah, and if he if if she beats Alex Damon, they walk away with all the points, yeah. and that could be really bad for the league. Absolutely. And look, it could be bad for the league, but let's 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 just face it how it is right now. Or talk about how it is right now. This is what we expected from the Finsock Exchange. Yeah, they're this stacked. is exactly what we they're expected absolutely from them. Stacked. Uh, you know, uh, Bobby Gucci, Mister Finsock, you know. Tom Dagnino, he was gifted this team the second spectacular. I would say gifted. Ended. He worked his ass off for no, okay, it or his no, butt off. Excuse yes, me. No, I he did. He he is and Merle has said it, Roca said it, he's a great manager. He yeah. is. But he he wouldn't have been gifted this team if they didn't win. Yeah. All of these players would have been off the board if they didn't win. He was gifted Bateman as a champion, who came with Riley. Then he was gifted the Founding Fathers, because they won the team title. Yeah. So he had four juggernauts to begin with in his first four rounds, and yeah. then he had to go from there. And so he was kind of already off onto a head start, and this is what we expected from them. The problem is, now everybody's far behind them. Yeah. And whoever wins in Atlanta, they have multiple points. Yeah. But if she wins, and I'm, oh my god, I'm gonna pull her name up. I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head. If she beats Alex Damon, that's really bad. That can be really bad for the league. Yeah, I mean... I think her name is Emily Jacobson, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So... Like you said, I mean, Finstock Exchange is getting points, and they're getting points fast, which is scary because you now have to climb in order to get back onto that point system. Now, had Bibiani or the kid sneaked out into Atlanta, this would be a whole different story. But now you have now, it's backfired hard Unless you're a Finstock Exchange person, because it your Emily ceiling, Rose Jacobson, yeah, that's her name. Um, your otherwise your ceiling has just gone up for them because you're looking at basically a almost all Finstock Exchange card, mm-hmm. which is incre- it's incredible. <laughs> like I mean, the only other manager there is going to be Roxy mm-hmm. for one match. Mm-hmm. Now, am I curious to see how? Finstock would is going to coach on the championship match. Well, see, that's the yeah. big question. He can only coach one. He can only coach one, which means whoever he picks, which is more than likely going to be his number one pick in Bateman. Yeah, Merle's going to have to pick someone else to coach him, which, which more than likely, likely be Roca. Roca. Yeah, you know, Bateman was coaching um, Merle this past weekend in New York, and he said it himself. He's like, "Dude, like this guy knows what he's doing. Like he helped. I won this match because of him." Yeah. But that that could be interesting for for the faction itself, yeah. like how because we already know what happened with Roku being picked fourth, right? Yeah. He's not he didn't call himself a fourth rounder. In my opinion, he's not a fourth rounder. No, he's not because he plays so many flipping matches. He gets points no matter what. Um, he should have just said, "But I it, picked my one through four. But it, exactly. But it, yeah. it creates it creates drift in the Absolutely. faction and, and it, contention. It could be very very interesting. And Absol- they've said from yeah. the beginning, it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter is the belts in the faction. Yep. The problem is. Now Finsaw can only choose one to coach. And if that's not Merle, Roko's gonna be freaking heated, man. He's not gonna be very happy. And that can that can create massive issues. Yeah, I mean, uh, if they keep the mentality of as long as the belt stays here, we're good. Yes. Then so be it. That and it works towards your favor. That's what ha- needs to happen this year for every faction. That's yeah. how the the league's working right and, now. Exactly. And that's how this is going to come down is you are now working for the team, mm-hmm. not yourself. And it's gonna be hard for so many people. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of egos in this, and a lot All on the Finsock exchange. <laughs> no, you got corruption's got. I some... will Roka and Bateman. Like, well, yeah, yeah, the biggest egos. Tom, Tom Dagnino. The biggest egos definitely reside on the Finstock exchange, but 
I mean, you now have to stay at this level while everyone else is coming for you. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it, that's going to be stressful. There's going to be points where look, probably someone look, I, breaks. I do think that, you know, whether, whether and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on a later show. It's not for another month or so. Um, we'll dive into the Merle Bateman match in, in that card um, closer to the, to the showing. But um, I do think that, you know, who, no matter who comes out of that a winner, I think that the Finsock Exchange is going to hold the belts for a while. Probably. Um, not yeah. just in singles, but teams. I, I do think that after having a struggle and finding themselves, I really do think the founding fathers have found their stride. And that's scary for a lot of people. It's very scary. That can be very and if and if Bateman goes on a run like he did last year in the tournament and then through spectacular and say he beats Merle, I don't know if anybody can beat him. I really don't know if anybody because if he be, Merle is his last test. Yeah. Merle is really his last test as a singles player. If he beats him, that 2020 could be bad for a lot of factions outside of them. Yeah, I mean, at the same time though, it only takes one little trip, and no, 100, percent and you could just keep tumbling yep. down. The, I mean, look at last year, the beginning of the year, they literally were just like it was a joke. Well, they thought about they thought about ending the faction. Yeah, they thought about going their separate ways. It was literally a yeah. joke, but in one turnaround, everything changed, and, and now got Bateman everyone's and, yeah. wearing a belt. So it could take the ego of someone it could take a slip up in a match to easily just get this ball rolling in the opposite direction and things could collapse yeah. to be honest i don't think all four of them will be together by the end of the season via trades i think someone will go to a different team i personally well, that has to happen via trade though i know interesting i'm i i don't know we'll see but it all depends on how the matches go. Absolutely. If, if, they, if they keep if they keep in good graces as far as up top and um you know if Bateman wins and, and the founding fathers keep the title or something, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's if, gonna happen. So. I'll I'll be interested if one of these belts leaves, I'll be interested to see what happens. It's I think the only outcome where someone leaves is if founding fathers lose the titles. Probably. That's the only outcome. I mean, I'm, may, sure why, why why things, I'm sure Harloff's got things going on in his head right now. I'm like, sure. yeah, this is going to happen if they lose. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm so, sure. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our final section, our final segment of the show. Um, it's not going to be much this week because, again, we don't know. We don't have breakdowns of the points. We This section is going to – it's called League Update. Um, we're going to discuss um, – faction standings you know a breakdown of points for players where they rank as far as divisions everything like that um but the league hasn't really gotten going yet we only have two matches under our belt and so we're going to wait to hold off on that and we're just going to preview a couple matches here um just pick some winners uh for these matches not going to any kind of um discussion or breakdown of them just simply pick a winner on these matches these are the matches that have been announced so far and harloff announced uh yesterday afternoon that um, new matches will start to release on february 7th perfect and so that's next week uh, but for now these are the matches so we have ethan Irwin versus jeff snyder um paul yama versus john roca robert parker versus ace cabrera which is an intergeekdom match and debuts for both of them um, ben Goddard versus Robert Butler III. That is the S- the SEN Live Civil War. I can't wait um, for that. And one. Brett Sheridan versus Bonnie Somerville, which is if Bonnie shows up, that's going to be a fun match as well. Uh, but let's start from the top here. Uh, Irwin versus Snyder. This is this is interesting. Now it's a good. That's a good match. A year ago, I would have said Irwin hands down, hands down. I would I would have said Irwin, but yeah. Snyder. He, he shifted a little bit ever since he, he teamed up with Andrenko and ever since he got Roxy as a manager, he's he, his outlook and perspective on the game has really shifted. Absolutely. He doesn't take breaks like he usually no. does. He doesn't give up. And so, um, shockingly, I, I, I'm going to give the edge to Snyder here. Really? I really am. Really? I, I, I'm going to go with Irwin. So we'll be at opposites he's, on this he's one. He's just, he's a vault of knowledge. It's that, ridiculous. I know. You know what's funny about it? He doesn't even study either. Like, that's how I knowledgeable know. he is, which I is know. scary. And Steiner's very similar because he works in the business, but Irwin's an executive, and so he knows, like, everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Irwin uh, on this one. Um, it's swag versus the rock stars in that one, too. It's very interesting. Isn't it? No, that's Burning Droogs versus... Oh, Burning Droogs. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, that yeah, was Burning Droogs. Sorry, that sorry, was, sorry. That's um, my fault. That's my fault. That was Robert Meyer Burnett's yes. first pick. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. So, I don't think Ethan Irwin is going to 
I don't even know what word I was going to say. Take this one lightly. I feel like he's just going to come out like throat punching. First match of the season. Yeah, and, like yeah. it's literally going to be like one of these. He's, the he's probably got the, the itch to get that belt back. Oh, I'm sure. New faction, new, new season. Even though he loves Jay, he's not with Jay. Um, you, you can tell that he really wants something to Something fresh, win, something yeah. new. Um, and I don't know if you saw, but at, at the awards, he announced that everybody on the Droogs gets their own action figure. So well, he had one. Yeah. He brought he it to his. the. Yeah. He, said, he said everyone of the factions is gonna get yeah, one. Yeah, and every it was literally just hit him with like this the whole entire yeah. time. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm gonna go with him. I think. I think it will be close though. I think oh, it will yeah, be yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. There, there's gonna be a moment where the tide shifts and it's something's gonna happen. For I'm sure. honestly willing to say it. It's gonna be almost like if I had to put a point, maybe like a two point spread like if, if snyder gets in his head erwin takes it because erwin doesn't get in his head yeah he's very calm snyder's very like oh like yeah crazy. oh he's all i mean he came out he, with no pants he's, one time. he's crazy like, yeah. he's, he's nuts but that's why i love watching him play. absolutely um but if, if he if if there's a mistake or if he hears a question wrong or if he does if there's a challenge that doesn't go his way erwin i think erwin takes the game i'm honestly probably most curious to see how robert meyer burnett manages yeah. him during well, this. I, I think I think the more interesting question is if Ethan Irwin buys in to the to the personality and the way that Burnett manages. Yeah. That, I think that's the bigger question. I I, I think th- honestly that's probably what I'm looking forward yeah. to the most to see how that dynamic that first will promo play is out. Be, that first promo is gonna be fun. Yeah. So um, yeah. all right well on our second match we have Paulo Yama versus John Roca yeah, which is one. this one is this excuse me this one is swag um, versus Finstock Exchange. Um, this one's going to be interesting because, I mean, John Rocco is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I've loved him from the beginning. I think he's a great player. He's, gonna, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Um, he he really he really stepped it up at the end of last year. Kind of got his footing a little bit. Made a little bit of run in singles. Um, I don't I don't know how he faces up against Oyama just yet, and especially after Oyama took that beating from Bateman in the spectacular. Uh, but I think I. I do think that there's a high chance that that spectacular loss kind of lit a fire under, under Oyama. He found the love of the game again because he, he lives in Hawaii. He's off on a, he's off on an island. Yeah, right. He's by himself. Um, I feel like he's just been studying, sitting, um, learning, understanding, and I, I have a feeling that he ki- ki- might come out and, and beat Roka. I really so, do. So you think Oyama? I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give the slight edge to Oyama, and, uh, and Roka might yell at me, but I'm gonna give the slight edge to Oyama. You would have picked him if you would have finally met. Roka. Yeah, but... Roka. I, every live event I've gone to, I wanted to meet you, and you've somehow disappeared on me every single time. I even said it on SEN Live that week. I was like, man, I'm going to look forward to meeting you. I came out looking for you. Nowhere to be found. Every single time he comes every home from time. one of these events, he goes, I still haven't met Roka. So, but, so, uh, I just want to shake his hand. I, know. I want to shake his hand and tip the, tip the hat to the guy. Yeah, man. You've met literally everyone but yeah. him. Um, I, I agree. I think Oyama is going to come with a fire let it just like lit up like this and just like new faction i'm here i'm making my imprint i, I like, think i really do think that oyama fits well with winston and jay i, I really does because it's, it's a different perspective from the craziness and the kind of ridiculousness of kaiser yep winston and jay are definitely a little bit of crazy it's swag but, but they bring they bring this swag mentality where Drip it's kind of like yeah, we know. Like, we yeah. cool. We cool. Like, that type of mentality. And I think that's going to help in the favor of Oyama. Yep. The problem is, if Oyama loses, it might be it might be a hard fall for a while. It, it might end up being a hard fall for a while. If, if Roka wins this match, it it Oyama could take this pretty hard because of the loss in Spectacular and now the loss to, to Roka. Yeah. I think he needs to start the year off strong. I really do. I do, too. I don't see this one also being a far point spread. No. These first two are going to be close like, for sure. I, honestly, like I feel like the Oyama one's going to be like a point. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's old school versus new school. Like, It's literally like... It's fun. You can't go like almost yeah. any more old school, new, new well, school The last this. time Roka faced a, a youngster new school was Chance, and he, he beat Chance. Yeah. He beat him good. And so if he, he does that again against Oyama, it's going to be fun to watch. Because Ro- when Roka does this type of stuff, he, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He's really fun to watch. And I mean, Oyama, he loves facing these old ones and beating them. Dan, he that match was like fire. But when he... Those two... This this should be interesting. I'm I think he'll squeak it out. 
Cool. Um, all right, well, on to our third match, and it's the Battle of the Rookies, the debuts for both of them. We have Robert Parker um, and Ace Cabrera in an Inner Geekta match. Um, two rookies. Robert Parker was picked first in the second round by Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sh- the shock, the first shock of the draft that we were at, we were attendance. Yeah. Um, nobody was expecting that because there were so many players still on the board. But that could mean a lot for this kid. Now, a lot of people have been talking this kid up as far as what he knows. Um, the interesting thing here is that he's part of the dungeon, which is where the inner Kingdom belt is held with Kevin Smets. What does that mean for them? Yeah. Um, but because I haven't seen Robert Parker and because I don't know a lot about him, I'm solely basing this off of um, my familiarity. And I know Ace from Schmoes and from the universe of as far as watching and I know his knowledge. And so just for that reason, I am going to take uh, Ace in this match. Okay. I'm going opposite. I I don't know him very much. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I'm kind of like, you have the inner geekdom champion. Yeah. And there was there was so many people left. Mm-hmm. Why did you take him right after? Mm-hmm. So, Especially because that was that was the pick he traded for. Exactly. He didn't even originally have that. No. Pick. And so, in my my mind. This kid must be freaking good. A if, lot of people are saying that he he if, that he he could end up defeating one of the champions in Energy. Yeah. So from what I'm imagining, I I this one like I don't know very much. I could see this one being a blowout, and I don't even and I don't even know anything mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. him. It just. But from the way everyone's talking about him, the fact that he went second, which was literally an like audible gasp, like people were like this early, yeah, this kid, he must be really good, yeah. And I, I think this is gonna be his like I'm here type moment. Could be interesting. Um, all right, we have the SEN Live Civil War next, which is Ben Goddard and Robert <laughs> Butler the third. Um, this is. Uh, ben Goddard's uh, debut. Robert Butler III has competed before. He was on teams with Cobster, or excuse me, Christian Rubicabra. Um, and so this this might be the tightest one for me. Um, I, I go back and forth on the two of them. Um, I, I I mean, I watch them both every day on SEN, and I know what they both know. Um, but because of the experience and the uh not just inside the game but also being around for so long and being a filmmaker himself i feel like and going to film school and all this type of stuff um i I feel like robert rb3 might have a little bit of an edge on goddard but on sen man goddard knows his stuff he really does i just feel like being his first match it might get to him a little bit and so i'm going to take rb3 on this one i'm gonna go opposite with you i love that we're picking opposites for the most part um I think personally, I completely agree with you on the fact that RB3 probably comfortable, knows how it runs like that. I could, I see maybe Goddard having that trouble like a little bit in the beginning, but then getting over it and going straight into it. Um, I don't think he, with the amount of like love he got at that show like everyone was like yeah when he got picked and stuff like that i don't think he wants to look stupid so i yeah. feel like he probably i think is... it helps to having kate in his corner yeah they're so front kate so they know each other yeah. it helps you know first time and kate knows the knows the game a little bit rookie manager rookie player definitely helps a little bit yeah so. I, I don't think he i don't i don't see him taking this lightly so i i think Maybe he'll he'll squeak that cool. one out. Um, all right, moving on to our final match, and it is Mr. Brett Sheridan, um, the sniper versus Bonnie Somerville. Um, <laughs> look, there's a joke that Bonnie Somerville, if she shows up, she wallops from Brett. She doesn't. It. She was supposed to be at the awards, didn't show up. Something happened at her house. There's a lot of times where she kind of quote unquote flakes, flakes. as they say. Um, I I just I just want to see the match. I really yeah. do. I just want to see it. It sounds so much fun. Brett Sheridan did the uh, free fall last year. Um, didn't answer a question right. He's just so fun to 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 watch and be around. Um, but I do think that if if Bonnie's in there because she has experience with the game, she has played in the past. I, I do think Bonnie would win. But um, I can't wait to see what Brett does. I really can't. Yeah, I I don't know much about either. To be completely honest, um, I do know from free for all where it was just like a okay bye type thing. I can't imagine you would want to keep looking like that so um i'll pick him i think it'll be probably close cool so we'll see 
All right, well, there it is, guys, our, our rundown on the matches. And again, on, on future shows, um, we'll really dive into these on, on previews, and then obviously afterwards we'll break them down and kind of what we see. Um, but those are just the, the matches that are first uh, announced at the moment. And, and like Karloff said uh, yesterday, we're going to be starting those on February 7th. We're going to be a lot of them. If they stick with the format from last year, it'll be twice a week. And you guys will get some reactions. You guys will get uh, an episode a week, more than likely, probably on the weekend um, after the matches uh, air. Um, but we'll see how it all shakes out. It, it could all change. Um, this this podcast or this show might be more in demand, or we just may want to do it more. And so you see, may see more of our faces um, or an audio format. So, you know, before we get out of here, just a couple plugs for the show. Obviously, if you're watching this, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's at it's it's going to be on my channel. It's just Jake Berlin. Um, we're not going to rename the channel or anything at the moment. It's just going to be the show on my channel, um, a certain point of view. And then we're on all uh, audio platforms as well. So, you know, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, you know, all these other ones, these, these podcast platforms that you can go find. You can find this show uh, up on there. Our reactions won't be audio because the reactions, what's the point in putting them about audio? You can find those on this channel as well. Um, and, you know, if you guys have questions, if you want uh, us to talk about certain things, let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, this is what the show is all about. We just want to talk showdown. We really do. We love this game. Um, there's so much stuff about it that we love. And it's just an outlet for us to talk about, to relax, hang out. Because, sure, we can talk about it in our daily lives. But it's cool to talk about it with you guys and be a part of the community. Um and we're very excited to be part of this this after show community with like Call to Action and Sid of Fanatics and Abby Friel and you know Late to the Party, one of the originators, and of course Shmona Rundown with Frank Janish and Brad Gilmore. Um, you know, we just want to be a part of it, hang out, talk to you guys, and uh, have fun doing that. So absolutely, um, Brian. Any last words before we get out of here, man? I'm excited. This, if anything, if this season's going to be anything like those first two matches, we're in for a hell of a season yeah yeah and uh, it looks like we're going to be getting a live event every every month which is a, a big thing and um if it's in demand enough maybe we'll record our reactions live who knows um but we'll be watching those and we'll be watching reactions when we get to them our busy schedule sometimes we can't do it you know we both have full-time jobs it's hard to sometimes but we're gonna get to it as soon as we possibly can um but yeah so there it is guys again that is brian i am jake this is a certain point of view number one we thank you for joining us uh, make sure you guys check us out on youtube and all the audio platforms i just mentioned and again um we thank you for joining us and we will see you guys next time